Hey family, welcome back to the If Nothing Else podcast. This is Nate and I am just so blessed to have you here with me. Uh, I'm not sure who needs to hear this, but I just wanted to say that you have purpose. There is a reason why you are here. Uh, practice grace on yourself. You may not be exactly where you want to be in life yet, but just remember you are so much further than when you first started and it's easy to forget that. Um, I know for me, I've had to to definitely remind myself, remind myself that as of late, uh, you know, especially um, during the end of the year, you may have noticed I took some time off of Instagram, some time off of podcasting and, and to be as transparent as I can. I was just going through it. I was struggling internally. Um, you may have heard of this thing called imposter syndrome, where you just feel as if you're undeserving. You feel as if no matter how hard you work, you are, are really not going to ever attain the success that you're looking for. You just don't feel good enough. And that's how I felt in a lot of different areas of my life um, as a husband, as a, a father, as a student, as uh, an employee. And you may be feeling that as well. And, I, and I, I'll never be one to say, you know, just uh, pick up your stuff and move on and and, you know, develop tough skin. No, no, no. You, there are moments where you have to just take a step back and say, why am I feeling that? And understand that a lot of that is just a, a ploy of the enemy, man, to get into your head and to think that you are not worthy. Um, you're never going to be perfect, but you, you're worth it. I'm, I'm going to say that right now. I'm, I am, I'm ready to enter into this new year with this new mindset and as I had the opportunity to take a step back and to reflect, I really wanted to pinpoint what was important to me. What did I value? Why did I want to do this podcast from the beginning? Why did I want to talk about the, impor the importance of purpose and why people needed to tap into that to understand the true potential, not only for themselves, but how they can influence people? Why did I want that? Why, why do I love being a husband, a father? Why do I want to be in school? There's just was so much over that three or four months that I began to think of and, and start to, to say a different language. Wow, I've been blessed with a lot. But unfortunately, I wasn't taking care of it the way that I needed to. And I want this podcast to be an eye opener for some, an encouragement for others. But first, we have to realize we've been given so much. But on the opposite end, have you taken care of it the way that you need to? You know, sometimes when you've been given something, as time passes and progresses, you can be, become comfortable with that, with those resources, with what you've been given. And it, it reminds me of a new pair of shoes. So I never was into to Jordans like some people, but I did, you know, rock and I still do the Air Force One is the classic Nike, that all white. Right. And we all know the one thing that we're trying to avoid are creases. So we will do everything when we first get that sneaker to avoid any type of crease. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? You will adjust your walking pattern. You will, you will walk with your, your toes up and extended so that it would not allow for some type of crease. Some people put socks on top of their feet. They buy these things called force fields so that creases do not take place. 
and you do whatever you can when you first get those sneakers to avoid them being tarnished or worn out. And no matter how hard you try, eventually, eventually, they become worn out. They become old news. They become not your favorite pair of sneakers anymore. You become comfortable with it. And in that comfortability, you do not take care of it the same way that you did when it was brand new. Now, maybe not everything applies, but there is some type of parallel to when we've been given something and it becomes comfortable. When we've been given something and it's no longer brand new, we become lax and we take a step back and we forget how important it was to us in the first place. And that was the season that I was in for quite some time. That was the season that I was in with my relationship with God, with my relationship with my wife and my kids, with my relationship with finances and even my body, my health. And I decided it was time to shift my perspective and understand I don't have time to become comfortable with the things that are most most precious to me. And my goal today is to talk about shifting our perspective. And the way that we can do that, one of the best ways to avoid becoming comfortable with what you've been given is to adopt a steward's mindset. This idea of stewardship. Now, if you look it up in in Webster, just on Google, you'll find that a steward is a person who manages the property, affairs, the resources of another person. If I can just say that in a very simple way, they're taking care of other people's stuff, right? And the biggest way for us to combat being comfortable with what we have, our marriages, our time, our body, our family, is to understand what we've been given is not ours. And this is a biblical concept. We have to go back to the beginning in Genesis where God says to Adam, I want you to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. You're going to have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of heavens and over every living thing that moves on earth. You shall subdue it and you should have dominion over it. So God is giving us, gave Adam and Eve the responsibility and, and the resources, and, and he's asking, I want you to do something with it. But we have to see in this text that Adam and Eve weren't the creators. It wasn't theirs to begin with. And in fact, they were not owners, they were caretakers. Now, let me, let's, let's apply this to your own life. What you have, your children, your marriage, your relationship, your finances, your car, is not yours. You have it on loan. It, it, is, it is something that has been given to you. And we'll talk about this in just a second. The real question is, after it's been given, what are you going to do with it? But we, we have to take a step back. And when we, when we realize who gave it to us in the first place, that is where the real perspective begins to shift. Another story is... Uh, <laughs> My uh, my mother-in-law got this beautiful new car months back. 
and she had parked it uh, in front of the house. And she says, Nate, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you move the car? And the moment she said that, I started to freak out a little bit because the car is expensive, right? And for the 45 seconds that I'm going to move that car, the car is under my responsibility. It is not my car. I do not make the payments. It is not something that belongs to me, but I was under authority of that car. So I'm walking to the car, sweating a little bit, figure out how to open it because, you know, it was just all electronic and it looks like a spaceship in there and I can't even figure out how to turn it on. So by the time I'm, I'm actually turning on the car, it's been like six minutes. I figure out how to reverse it and you should see me. I'm, I'm literally driving the car probably a foot maybe three feet. All right. And I got two hands on the steering wheel, gripping it tightly, looking both ways, making sure that nothing touches this car. Why? Because it is very nice and it is very not mine. Okay. And in that moment, after I was able to reflect and I said, this is how it should be with the things that God has given us. We first have to realize this is very nice and it is very not mine. And when you understand those two things, your mindset begins to change on how you need to take care of what you've been given. And that is what I lost sight of for quite some time. And I think it's natural that as we go through life, we think we're in control and we think that we have earned everything and that we deserve everything and that what we have is ours. But in actuality, from a biblical standpoint, and I, and, and I say this again for all my new listeners, I am a believer. So my worldview dictates what I believe. So uh, in that, I, I have to understand that my perspective has to change. It just does. Okay, so we, we've spoken about how we need to view these things, how we need to look at our resources moving forward. What do we do with that? And I want to take you to another, uh, another set of scriptures that allows us to see the beauty behind being faithful to what you've been given. In Matthew, Jesus uses a lot of parables, um, and that's pretty much just a, a story a natural story to speak about spiritual concepts. And in Matthew 25, Jesus speaks about the parable of the talents or in some translations, the parable of the loaned money. Basically, there was this guy who's going on vacation and he's going to his workers and basically saying, hey, I'm going to leave, but I'm going to provide you some of my wealth. Uh, I'm going to give one of you five talents. I'm going to give the other person two and I'm going to give the other person one, five, two, and one. Now, the person who had five and the person who had two, they decided that they were going to invest. They were going to have this mindset is I'm going to put this money to work so that when our master comes back, they will see, he will see that I've been, I've been investing in it in a positive way. I've maximized what has been given. The third person who was given one, said, you know what? I don't want to lose it. (laughs) I want to make sure that this dude don't get mad at me. So I'm going to take it and I'm going to bury it. And I'm not going to touch it. I'm not even going to think about it because guess what? 
it's going to be there when I get back. And when he comes and he's asking for it, I'll be able to show exactly where I left it. And, and here's his money. Now, when, when the, the owner came back and he saw that the person who had five and the person who had two had brought back interest and made it more than what it was, he was pleased. He was beyond excited because they were faithful in what they've been given. But when the last individual kind of said to the master, hey, come over here. I have it buried right here. It's good. That one that you provided me, here is it back. And and I, I just want to make sure you had it. He got tore up. He got scolded. And in fact, in Matthew 25, 26, uh, it says that the master said and replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take that bag of gold from him and give it to the one who had 10 bags. For whoever will be given more, they will have abundance. Whoever does not, even with what they have, it will be taken from them. It will be taken from them. You see, this parable is a parable of faithfulness. The purpose of this was for people to understand that they need to be faithful with what they've been given. John MacArthur in his commentary says that this is a tragedy of wasted opportunity. Just because you've been given something doesn't mean that you're doing something with it. And what's beautiful about this text is that it suggests that people who do something with their resource will be rewarded, will be given something in return. And it made me think about all the things that I've been given, about the beauty of the resources God has placed in my hands. And I began to ask, which out of the three servants am I? Am I doing the bare minimum with what I've been given? Or am I putting that to work so that I will collect interest? So I will become be, be somebody who's, who's gaining more than what I started with. And it directly tied, it made me think of my kids. Like I said, my kids are little right now. They're two and six months. And right now, all they really need from me is food, shelter, change their diapers, right? But I'm, I'm noticing with this two-year-old that she needs more from me now. She needs more lessons. She needs a, a little bit more attention. She needs me to talk to her and to have some interpersonal relationship. I can't just provide her food and change her diapers and think that she's going to grow. One day she will be 15 years old sitting at a table and I, I, cannot, I can't just be the dad who sits at a table and spends time with her maybe 30 minutes out of the day, ask that question, hey, how was school and do my own thing? I need to be present. I need to engage. I need to invest into this beautiful young lady who is going to become a woman who's eventually going to get married and have kids one day. And hopefully she'll look back and say, my dad took care of what he had and invested in me. Unfortunately, some of us, whether it's in 
being a parent or spouse or at work or with our bodies, we do the bare minimum and we're not investing. We're not taking care. We're not being a steward or a caretaker of what's been placed in our hands. But you want to hear something encouraging? Even with your lack of stewardship, God still puts things in your hands that you don't deserve. Last story. <laughs> One of my favorite stories ever. My father is a, a minister. Been a minister my whole life. I've been a pastor's kid, and I was able to watch him from an early age preach the gospel. And um, I'd always admire him in his beautiful new suits that were new to me, his shoes, his tie, and I'd see him go around and, and preach. And as a three and four year old, I'd go into his room when he was at work and I would put on his suits and I would put his tie on and I would put his shoes on. And these things are 10 times bigger than what I would wear. And my little brother would follow suit because he saw I was trying to be like my dad and he wanted to be like his brother trying to be like his dad. He would do the same thing and we would go around the house pretending to preach. (laughs) While we were doing that, we were scuffing up his shoes. We were wrinkling his his shirts and his suits that just came out the dry cleaners. And I remember my dad telling a story one day that he came home from work and he saw both of his boys trying to, to be like him, but in the process, jacking up his stuff. And it made me think of our relationship with God and how even as people who've been given something that's not theirs and we constantly mess it up and theoretically scuff, scuff up what's been given to us, God still places those resources in our hands and he still gives us an opportunity to be a steward. So I want to tell you here today that you've been given something I don't know what it is, but don't take advantage of it. Don't just do the bare minimum, but realize what you've been given is an opportunity for you to be faithful and to maximize it and to make sure that when it's all said and done, when the master comes back for what he was, he gave to his workers Let's make sure that we gave it back in interest, that we leave a legacy, that we live out our purpose, and we gave it everything that we had. I don't know who this is touching today, um, but I hope this motivates you to do more. And if it's as simple as giving this episode to somebody that you know and motivating them to do more, I'm happy with that. But if it means investing, if it means walking through life, if it means giving people what you have on a daily basis, I'm even more happy with that. So with that being said, I hope that you got something from it. But ultimately, I hope you walk out of this time here together better than you did when you walked in. I love y'all. 
If you need me, you know where to find me. Until next time, peace.